Welcome to Bible Reading Today, a brief passage of Scripture to encourage you on your daily walk. Today our reading is going to come from Psalm 1, just six verses, and the word of the Lord says this, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like the chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. It's a brief study, a classic study of two different ways of life, two choices we can make concerning the way that we're going to live our lives. First, there's the righteous man, and he's the man he's described here as being blessed. It says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. The man who wants to be blessed, first of all, must make up his mind that he's not going to live his life according to the advice of men who are wicked. The wicked are people who are dangerous. They're capable of doing harm. So a man who wants to be blessed needs to avoid those kinds of people. He stays away. He doesn't walk. When the scripture says who doesn't walk that way, it means he doesn't make his life choices that way. He doesn't choose to live his life following the counsel of those who are only capable of doing damage. And the second thing we're told is he doesn't stand in the way of sinners. In other words, he doesn't plant himself in that way of life, surrounded by people who have no regard for God, surrounded by people who are going to continually live their lives in a way that's against God's word, that is unrighteous. And then the next thing we're told is that this man avoids sitting in the seat of the scoffers. He does not sit down, make himself comfortable with those who mock God, those who take lightly God's word, those who uh, have no regard for God's revelation of himself. The man doesn't get comfortable with that. When he's in the presence of those people, he gets up and leaves. This is what the man who wants to be blessed avoids. But now, that's what he avoids, but what does he do? We're told in verse 2 that there's something he delights in. He delights in the law of the Lord. He delights in God's word. There's a sweetness to it. He opens his Bible and he, he can feel something happening on the inside of him as he reads. The Spirit of God begins to minister to his spirit, begins to speak to him truths from Scripture, valuable lessons from life. And this man delights in the law of the Lord so that he doesn't just drop in occasionally for, you know, an hour on a Sunday morning, but we're told that he meditates on God's law day and night. It's his constant food. It's his constant nourishment for his soul. So here's what he avoids, and here's what he delights in. And the next thing we're told in verse 3 is that there's a fruitfulness in his life and a permanence in his life that is the result of this. 
says he's like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season. Its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. This is, reminds us of the fruit of the Spirit, doesn't it? As we go back to Galatians 5, it talks about the fact that Christ-like character is developed by people who belong to Christ. And it also puts us in mind of what Jesus told us in John chapter 15 when he talked about abiding. He said he is the vine and we are the branches and that those who abide in him will bear much fruit. And this is a man who is abiding in the vine. And because of that, inevitably fruitfulness occurs and is, is produced in his life. The fruitfulness of a Christ-like character. The fruitfulness of a life well-lived and skillfully lived. And that's why it says, in all that he does, he prospers. I think the Old Testament psalmist probably had in mind things like money and wealth, uh, cattle perhaps, uh, a nice house, material things. But I think we're invited to think beyond that as New Testament believers. We're invited to think about the things that will endure forever, eternal blessings, eternal prosperity that we can have by the development of a Christ-like character in the here and now. God's very frank with us. He tells us that he has predestined us to be conformed to the image of his Son, and the man who abides, the man who avoids those things which are, will set him back, and the man who uh, chases God's word and absorbs God's word and produces this fruit in his life, that is the man who's developing the character that is ready to live with God forever. Verse 4 begins to hint at us of this coming change of destinies between these two men. He talks about the wicked man now, again. He says, the wicked are not like that. The wicked are not permanent. The wicked cannot endure. They're like the chaff that the wind drives away. They're like the husk of the wheat, having, the wheat having been uh, threshed. Uh, the, the husk falls off and the wind comes and blows it away. It's impermanent. And the wicked man is like that. It says that he's not going to be able to stand in the judgment, nor are sinners going to be able to stand in the congregation of the righteous. We are told that there will come a time when God will call each one of us to account, that the righteous man in that day will endure, and that the wicked man who has lived in wicked ways and chosen to go his own way, ignoring what God says, that those people, that man, cannot endure, but will be separated from God forever. And how is that going to happen? Well, our last verse tells us. It's because the Lord knows the way of the righteous. God has got his eyes on the righteous. And he's superintending the life of the righteous one. So that in that day, the righteous will receive a full reward. In contrast to that is the way of the wicked. It says, the way of the wicked will perish. There will be eternal separation from God, experiencing of that second death. This is the two, these are the two ways that we can choose to live our lives. Who wouldn't want to live in permanence and fruitfulness and blessing? Who would rationally choose to live in wickedness and temporariness and eternal condemnation? The two ways before us. Now, 
Don't get the idea that what's being taught here is some kind of uh, earn your way to God by being good. The secret is that the only ones who can be righteous are those who have already been made righteous by Jesus Christ our Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you give us practical wisdom, that you give us practical understanding for how we ought to live our lives. We thank you for this word of Scripture read today. May we have understanding in what you're saying to us. We'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for joining us again today. Keep on the lookout for another Bible reading today coming soon.